I mentioned his wonderful life uh, a bit earlier in the moment with the children. Who here has, has seen that? Okay, got some familiarity, right? The 1946 Frank Capra classic that, that until the age of streaming really would play on, on most anyone's television throughout the Christmas season, it was just on. And as you're familiar, it tells the story of, of George Bailey. This guy grows up at Bedford Falls, dreaming of making it big beyond his, his little town. And, and every time he tries to kind of make it big and move beyond, he's thwarted for one reason or, or another. And so Bedford Falls it ends up being where he, where he lives. He gets married, he works, he does a lot of good around this, this small town. But there's this scene, almost like two hours into the film, so pretty far along. Where he's pretty low, right? He feels like he's never mounted to anything, never out of the bed or falls, and he's facing a pretty dire situation, a financial situation with the bank. And he runs and he cries out in prayer. I'm not a praying man, but if you're up there and you can hear me, show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope. And then something happens right there that was not part of the original script. I wonder if any of you remember this. Jimmy Stewart, playing George Bailey, he begins weeping as the camera rolls. It wasn't in the plan, but it was so full, so, so genuine. Frank Capra, the director, realized they were just going to have to cut and work and make that central to the scene. When interviewed later about those tears, Jimmy Stewart said, I broke down sobbing after he said that, those words about the prayer. I felt the loneliness of people who had nowhere to turn. And the realization that our Father in Heaven is there to help the hopeless, it reduced me to tears. Tears are not something we normally necessarily bring up on Christmas morning, what with all the joy of the festivities. But you know, when John chapter 1, what I just read moments ago, when it describes the good news of Jesus coming into the world, it describes it, you heard this way, the light shines in the darkness. Christmas is not wrapping paper and bows and tinsel, sort of glossing over the darkness. It's not really there. Christmas is, it's actually very well aware of the stuff the heart carries, our world carries, the stuff we stuff down and the stuff we sometimes wear on our sleeves and the stuff that actually can, can feel incredibly hard on days like today. Christmas, true Christmas, it does not shy from naming the darkness clearly. Jimmy Stewart's scene, it's incredibly memorable, precisely because so many could feel their tears in his tears because his tears were real. Himself, not far at all removed from the battlefield of World War II, 
And then do you remember what gives George Bailey hope after offering up his prayer and all this honest weeping? An angel visits him, right? Clarence Oddbody. Remember old Clarence? You remember what Clarence shows George? Clarence gives George a tour of what Bedford Falls would have looked like had George never been born. Turns out Bedford Falls would have had an entirely different name. Would have been a dark town, mean-spirited, and held in the grip of a crooked businessman, Mr. Potter. Oh, it's a stark contrast to Bedford Falls. And what becomes clear is that George, even for all of his very real flaws, his temper, his anxiety, these things, they come out in his life, we see it. Also, a goodness kept coming through his life over and over in all these small, tangible ways with that person and that customer and that family member. Day after day, year after year, decade after decade. And all of these human interactions added up to decades of love. The ripple in all these small ways and shaped everything in this town and all the people in this town. I think what makes it's a wonderful life so powerful is this whole scene where, 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 where George gets to see the world without the love he gave. And it becomes more clear than ever that love given in the flesh really is profoundly good news. And that is our central hope on Christmas, right? The word became flesh. The very mind and being of God became flesh and lived among us. The Word became human. And, and so not from a distance, not from on high, but right in the ordinary everydayness. The humanness of it all. Who are some of your George Bailey's? People, yeah, you know them well enough, you've been close enough to see their failings and their flaws. And yet also their love made steadfastly known. Day after day, even decade after decade. They've been people whose lives have communicated the gift of Jesus' love in the flesh. Jesus' spirit animating them such that they offered the Christmas gift in your life. They communicated, maybe they continue to communicate the Christmas hope in the flesh. If some of them are living here on earth, what a gift it might be this Christmas for them to hear a word Gratitude. Even the George Bailey's, he get pretty low. 
even the George Bailey's know about the darkness. And amid all the ways on our hearts this morning in this world, I wonder how Jesus might call us to offer this love in the flesh. Maybe it is by way of that word of gratitude. Maybe it's some other way. It hardly need be heroic. It's about really trusting that love in the flesh is the most fundamental way the good news of Jesus Christ carries forth in this world. Who might God call us to give a small kindness or generosity or patience or prayer or service? Deserved or undeserved hardly matters in God's kingdom. For God so loved the world. The world. All of them. All of them. Thanks be to God that Jesus was born in the flesh. And by the power of his spirit, poured out upon us, grace upon grace, Jesus is born in the body of Jesus Christ this Christmas morning. In small human ways, may we one to another and to others be expressions of God's great gift of love this world. Amen.